The FCS College Football Experience Week Two Reaction Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network uh, is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the promo code SGP. New customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Once again, download the Game Time app. Use that promo code CFBX for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, play Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times the amount of money you can enter in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus. Up to a hundred dollars. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Yes, the sports betting research platform for parlays, uh, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Uh, and remember, as always, folks, too, let it Ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Good stuff as we had a fantastic game in Brookings, South Dakota this past uh, Saturday. We also had a bunch of other good games. We want to key in on, keep you up to date on the FCS uh, because it is, it, we, you know, week three FBS college football. Remember, I also host the FBS show, the college football experience, but this is the FCS college experience. Week three is a little bit of a dud on the FBS front, but on the FCS front, we got some barn burners and I'm excited to talk to you about each and every one of those. And we're going to recap uh week two's action. All right. So uh, you're probably wondering who the hell you're listening to. And that's fair. My name is Colby Swigget database dad, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists. And lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. I would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I mean. What FCS football is amazing. Let's let's just be honest. I don't know if you guys caught Montana State at South Dakota State on Saturday. It was on one of the big screens for us at the studio. Yeah, we had Alabama, Texas on the main. Had some other ones, you know. But we have like tiers of televisions. Second tier. 
All right. Next to like Washington state, Wisconsin and Oregon, Texas tech was Montana state, South Dakota state. That game was fantastic. And let's talk about it because I think, uh, I think that's the one you got to open up and say, okay, uh, Jimmy Rogers, new head coach of the, uh, the, of, of the Jackrabbits can, and could they, could they continue the success that they had? They just won a national championship a year ago, but a brand new era begins, even though he returns a, a, you know, solid bunch. And you couldn't really deduce much from the first game of the season, which is them taking on Western Oregon on a Thursday night, Western Oregon D two school blowout, you know, but, but this, we actually had a game uh, in, in Brookings, South Dakota. And this was a, you know, I feel like uh, a high range of emotions happened here, uh, depending on what fan base you were either fan base really. So essentially South Dakota state wins 20 to 16. Awesome game at fantastic game. And I feel like Montana state was actually in control of this game. A lot of the way they were up 10, nothing at halftime. Uh, but South Dakota state that championship DNA scoring 13 in the fourth. So essentially uh, South Dakota state makes it. They score seven in the third. We're going into the fourth 10, three Montana state's up. And then South Dakota state, um, you know, takes the lead, but then Montana storms down the field, takes the lead back. South Dakota State answers storms right down the field back, and Montana State and Sean Chambers storm down the field, and you're thinking, oh shit, uh, crazy fourth down convert. Was it fourth down? I think it was fourth down uh, conversion for a touchdown, which would have gave Montana State the win with like two seconds left. But uh, a, we thought Sean Chambers was past the line of scrimmage. Me and Patty C when we were watching it, I don't think they deduced that from the replay, but the receiver certainly was out of bounds when he caught the touchdown. It was still a great effort by the wideout, but it literally came down to the final play of the game. And the, the game was just absolutely fantastic. And I think if you look, look back on it, you know, or if you get a chance to watch the replay, maybe you didn't catch it. This game is probably going to be a rematch. I think potentially of the national championship down the road, but you know, you can make a strong argument that Montana state was in control of this game. A lot of it, a lot of it. Now they weren't up a ton, but they definitely were kind of dictating the pace of it and them being in, in in the lead. Great come from behind win. And that's what championship teams do. They responded to whatever adversity they were presented by Montana state and they got it done. And Mark Gronowski and the Jack rabbits, you know, stay the team to beat in the FCS. Fantastic game. though, Absolutely. Fantastic game. Shout out to the chat rolling along here. Um, Yes, yes, we need FCS Monday Night Football. Says GBF Farms. Yes, we do. We need FCS football, in my opinion, six days of the week. Sunday we can give it to the NFL, you, you know. But put some FCS games on. Spread it out. Spread it out. It's tough to watch seven thousand football games. I try my damn best. But what a what a win there uh, by South Dakota State. Shout out to the rest of the chat. I see people talking Holy Cross. Shout out to Shevsky. Said Colby's the goat. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate all the people in the chat. Um, but yeah, I mean that game was just a, a, that game was a thriller. That game was a very fun game to watch. So even if you didn't get a chance to watch it, I highly recommend going to watch that game because because uh, it was just fantastic. But let's go chronologically here. Besides that, I just wanted to open up with that one. Um, Murray State got blanked against Louisville. Old school battle that happened on Thursday. I did lay the points with Louisville. 
Uh, 56, nothing. I don't deduce anything from that. Let's talk about Friday's action because I D- Davidson's been an FCS playoff team the past couple of years. They lost a VMI to start the season in, in just a defensive struggle, but then Barton college Barton, a D two school upsets the wildcats of da- Davidson 33, 31 Whew. tough, tough. I think that's one of the worst losses. I, 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 I did make a top 10 list for what I think was the best week three matchups, the top 10 wins of, of uh, week two FCS who had the worst losses and what are the best FCS FBS matchups we have on the slate here. So I've done some homework guys. All right. Um, but shout out to Barton college, getting, getting a dub over an FCS playoff team. Let's go. Uh, Indiana state, Indiana. This game was actually kind of a little close, I guess for a little bit of the game, somewhat close, huh? 31, seven. I don't know. 24. No, I feel like it was 24, seven final score is 41, seven blowout win for the Hoosiers. Uh, I actually thought Indiana state would cover this. They didn't uh, shout out to the Hoosiers, Rhode Island. And I can tell you this, Rhode Island should have beat Georgia state week one questionable, questionable spot in that game. Uh, with about 30 seconds left, but um, they uh, Georgia state beat the piss out of Yukon the very next week. I mean, they were up 28, nothing early in that game. I feel like, so Rhode Island beats, you know, last uh, Friday beat Stony Brook, 35, 14 dominates it. I did lay the, uh, the points with uh, Rhode Island. This game hit, I was in Vegas for this one. Um, Rhode Island's really good. And that Georgia state loss looks better and better with Georgia state's performance against Yukon. So maybe, uh, maybe Rhode Island could be the team to beat in uh, the CAA. I know people were thinking coming into the season, William and Mary, and, and maybe that's still true. Um, some people said new Hampshire, but Rhode Island, I think looking pretty damn strong. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let, let's, let's, let's talk about, we're going to get into Saturday's action, but before I do that, I want to tell you fine people out there that the FCS college football experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by DraftKings. Yes. Football is back in full swing with another week of Epic games and who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them. DraftKings Sportsbook does an official betting partner of the National Football League. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the NFL action now with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and uh, use the promo code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 in bonus bets instantly when that happens. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Visit uh, www.1800gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Yes, uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be that stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all things sports, music, comedy, and theater that is near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start giving, getting hyped for that fun you'll be having at that very event. So forget planning months in advance. You got the game time app and they got deals that are right on your side, right up to the day of the event. All right. 
And they got the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference, people. So download the game time app, create an account, use that promo code SG, or I'm sorry, CFBX, CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create that account, promo code CFBX for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last bit of tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, we are back on the FCS College Football Experience. Ryan Hasty in the chat. GBO Farms 3802. All the, the classics. All the classics. We even got Lane Elliott there saying, give him a shout out to Norfolk State for winning the Battle of the Bay against the, the filthy Hampton Pirates. I love that rivalry. Love that win. Shout out to Spartans as they load up to get ready to go to Philly to take on the Temple Owls. Who, who, who did not look very great against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights? But let's talk about Saturday's action. Holy Cross. If you if you know me, I'm a big Holy Cross fan. All right, it's the style of ball that they play that I love. All right, they like to muck it up. They do the quarterback powers with with uh, you know uh, Matthew Sluka. They're a physical football team. They had Boston College beat Boston College. You got super fucking lucky because Matthew Sluka broke like a 40 yard touchdown, 50 yard touchdown or something. And he steps out of bounds. No one was there to stop him and his foot steps out of bounds. Ah, and that you could even say the delay, the two hour delay with they, they delay the game with a minute left. Come on. I mean, I feel like Holy cross was the better team. I believe Holy cross is better than Boston college. It didn't happen, but I'm buying in still on Holy Cross being a threat to win the FCS national championship. Yes, South Dakota State, Montana State, North Dakota State, probably all a little bit of a tier above, but I, just a very thin. I think Holy Cross could be there at the end of the day, and I'm excited to uh, to see them coming along. Heartbreak, heartbroken though, heart heartbroken if if you're a fan of Holy Cross because I felt like people this would have been their third straight FBS win. Now they do have, I believe, I believe it's army on the schedule later. Memory serves me correct. I think they can get that one, but man, they, they hadn't had a, they beat Buffalo. They beat Yukon. This would have been a power five win and damn it. They should have, they should have got them. Um, yeah. I know the chat Shevsky said, I can't believe he stepped out. Everyone's talking about how, how uh, the cloud delay, the fucking cloud delay. Yeah. No lightning. Uh, everyone's talking about it. They should have won the game. I feel like everyone that watched that game knows that. Like that, I, I, I felt like Holy Cross was winning the line of scrimmage, especially on offense. Maybe on defense, you could say Boston College was getting some push, but on offense, I thought Holy Cross was winning the line of scrimmage, and that's that's something to say because it's a Power Five school. Now I know it's BC. We're not talking about you know LSU or Alabama or something, but uh, it was still imp- mighty impressive to me what what they've been doing. So. Uh, going chronologically, Stonehill beat Central Connecticut State. Central Connecticut State's a little bit better than I think I gave them credit for. Uh, it was a close game, thirty-three thirty. Delaware got the piss beaten out of them by Penn State. I like seeing that game on the schedule, but uh, you know, that was tough. Delaware, I like Delaware's program. When they got when they scored early, when it was like fourteen-seven, I was like, let's fucking go, Blue Hens. Sixty-three-seven, though, I was. Uh, uh, I bet Penn State. So, uh, Youngstown covered against Ohio State in the Trestle Bowl. Okay, Youngstown's going to be one of those teams we got to watch in the MVC. I feel like 
I don't know because they have a track record of playing. This is like their third or fourth time they played Ohio State, and Ohio State never covers against them because they have the trestle angle to this. Where you wonder, are they is Youngstown that good, or are they just is this a play of like, hey, let's relax on our boy? Something to watch in the in the MVC. Um. Next up, yeah, yeah, GBO Farm saying they're also stopping games for dr- drones flying around too. Yeah, what is going on? Half the country had games out this week. There's n- there's no way that's I've watched a lot of football in my life, and I've never seen on a Saturday. We live in a terrible time, in my opinion. Like f- for that to exist, like we're gonna can't. Like I played football in in the rain. Honestly, if it rained or snow, you know what you did? You call your buddies and you say, "We're gonna play football today." That's what I grew up in. Is like it, anytime it rained, you said, "Fuck yeah, we're gonna go play football." I don't know what's going on here. They they, they didn't even say lightning delay. This is a, a a storm delay. What the fuck is this? I know that the UMass fans that were at the UMass game were saying it's just clouds. We're just not playing football because of clouds. It's insane. Absolutely fucking insane. Um, Delaware State got the piss beaten out of them by Army. We were on that one. How about the Georgetown Hoyas? Oh yeah, I was on the Hoyas. Sympathy play. 27 to 10 and watch out my Hoyas who lost their starting quarterback to Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois c- comes, takes their their best football player from a year ago. And I, I got to be honest, if you go back and listen to our Patriot League preview, I mean, I grew up in the DC area so I'm rooting for Georgetown, but I thought like, I don't know about this team, but boy am I wrong. 2 and 0 are the Hoyas and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to watch them each and every week. Uh, that this is another good game that had the fucking delay. Once again, not a lightning delay, right? This was just a delay. We're just gonna delay the thing. Um, Tyler Noop, 148 yards passing. I mean, Sacred Heart, you know, was supposed to be a decent. They were supposed to be like potentially a contender to make the FCS playoffs this year. Not at Cooper. Field in Washington D.C., baby. Shout out to the Hoyas getting it done two and zero. I am very excited. Georgetown has Stonehill on deck, which I think is winnable. Now I still favor Stonehill, I think, but I still think this is winnable. And once again, this is in Washington D.C. Shout out to that. Yeah. How does Eastern Illinois poach from the mighty Georgetown? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um. Yeah, I love the chat talking about you know. You know, we get hurricanes. We play football. Just folks, get on over. Watch this on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash The College Experience, or subscribe wherever podcast uh, can be found. But uh, just type in sg.pn/slash FCS, and you will get this show. Georgetown Hoyas, though, my boys. I want to see you run to the FCS playoffs. Let's fucking go. They got some tough competition though, because obviously Holy Cross and another school that we'll talk about in a second reside in that conference. Uh, Dayton beat the hell out of Central State. Um, Presbyterian beat the hell out of Presbyterian beat the hell out of Virginia Lynchburg. I did not see that one coming. Presbyterian with the thirty-one point win against uh, Lynchburg. Are they improving? Are the Blue Hose improving? Look, I thought Presbyterian might win, but I thought it would be like a twenty-three to twenty game. That was an ass whooping. Uh, Georgia Tech gets it done against South Carolina State and Buddy Pew. We need Buddy Pew to win a couple, though. Come on, come on, uh, Bulldogs. Uh, Butler. This is a school I, I, I definitely they're on my radar. The Butler Bulldogs. I was super impressed with their performance in Missoula to, in Week One, and especially judging how Missouri or Missouri how Montana did at Utah Tech in Week Two. 
This might be like the best Pioneer League team in a, in a little bit here. Butler Bulldogs, 40. I know they're just taking on Taylor. You know? What the fuck is Taylor, right? But it doesn't matter. Like that Missoula performance is impressive to me. And I'm 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 excited to watch them throughout the season. New Hampshire, uh, Central Michigan was one for the ages here. New Hampshire completes like a screen, like a a check down to the running back that goes for like 70 yards uh, with about a minute and a half, two minutes left. Um, fat. This game was fantastic. We had this one on Max Brosmer uh, throws it like a 71 yard pass. Uh, and Max Brosner threw for 493 yards, 493 yards against that Chippewa's defense, Jim McElwain. So it was all tied up at 42. And Central Michigan was able to get down the field, Bertie Manuel Jr., and and kick a field goal as time expired to get the dub. I was rooting for you, New Hampshire, but damn, that was a uh, fun game to watch as as CMU gets a 45-42 win against w- the Wildcats. And uh, yeah, it's, I know that your heart breaks if for the CAA teams. You know, uh, if you're a CAA fan, you're saying, "Damn it, we could have had an FBS win." You were right in that game. Uh, but New Hampshire is going to be good. It's going to be fun to watch them as the season goes along. Um, so that one happened. Uh, St. Thomas covered for me. Still got blanked. And remember, St. Thomas plays Harvard this week, and I'm excited to to see how that one goes. But St. Thomas, one of the more interesting stories. And in, in if you really follow the FCS closely, I, I you know this is a school that was a D3 school that just jumped up to the FCS, essentially D1. And said we're gonna we're gonna start playing, and they've been winning. They've been winning. Now they have got their ass kicked when they've gone up against really supreme competition in the FCS. This is another example of that in a way. Uh, the the Coyotes in the Missouri Valley did win twenty four nothing and limit them. But I feel like this, this this game was closer than years past. I feel like St. Thomas is continuing uh, to to get better and improve. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're like an FBS school in the next ten years. But this was a seven, nothing game at halftime. I had this on one of the screens. This was a fun one, seven, nothing, uh, you know, the, and, and South Dakota state was favored by 26. So I took St. Thomas in the points just on a whim. Uh, they almost blew this thing because South Dakota did score 10 in the fourth going into the fourth. It was only 14, nothing. St. Thomas was in this game, but the real problem was, is that, you know, they couldn't run the ball. St. Thomas could not run the ball in South Dakota, 33 yards rushing on the ground. Um, so it it was uh it was tough um yeah you gotta love when you can cover without scoring a fucking point right coyotes get the dub coyotes might be a little bit better they gave Missouri a little bit more than I thought you know like a uh, more a little bit more of a test than I thought so they might be a player in the Missouri Valley uh not at the top but like maybe better than what I thought um Eastern Illinois and Bowling Green. Bowling Green uh, gets the dub. Uh, they were 17 point favorites, and they did cover. I was wrong. I took EIU in the points. I think I got it at 18, but I still lost. Um, this is a game that uh, I feel like was was actually you know was I think like 21 to 13 at halftime or something like that, and didn't get it done. But EIU I think is super improved from a year ago, and I think they'll be a tough team. Um, you know. Uh, throughout th- throughout the season in the OVC Big South, whatever they're calling that thing now, but uh, the Georgetown transfer I was just talking about, Pierce Holly, uh, threw for t- 250 yards, two touchdowns, interception. He's a good player, so I, I think as long as you got him, uh, I think they're going to have a shot at taking down some teams that perhaps you know preseason we didn't we didn't think. So 
Um, Charleston Southern and Clemson. Charleston Southern. I watched them week one. They looked like ass for the first half. They were hanging tough with Clemson, but uh, that was a blowout. Okay, let's get to this one. Shout out to Weehawk because I'm super excited. I was on this one as a, as a as a heavy dog. Um, Samford was favored, I think, by seven, if memory serves me correct, over Western Carolina. I played Western Carolina on the money line. This is one if you listen to our preseason episodes. I was high on the Catamounts and Kerwin Bell. I'm ex- I'm excited about their future because I think he's a, a, got a, a great track record as a as a coach. Remember Kerwin Bell played in the NFL and played for the Florida Gators back in the '80s. CFL quarterback as well. I am buying into what they're doing. I thought they did a great job in the transfer portal. And and shout out to Weehawk, who I know he said he's sending me some shirts from the game. I got to get out there for a game. But uh, this is one where you know out the gate. Western Western Carolina goes up seven, nothing. I feel like Sanford answers. And then I felt like Western Carolina from that point on dominated the game 30 to seven win. I know a lot of people will hire Michael hires the, the quarterback of Sanford's a stud. We've seen him light up the Gators before in the swamp, but Sanford's a good team. They're a good program. This is a great win for Western Carolina moving forward. And I was concerned because they kind of had a two quarterback system going on with uh, the, the Charlie Dean, the the Harvard transfer and uh, Cole Gonzalez, but no, Western Carolina gets it done. Gonzalez throws for 262 and two touchdowns. They also Desmond Reed ran for 170 yards and a score. I am very optimistic, and I I just I want to root for Western Carolina. I like the mountains of the Carolinas. I'm all on board with App State, even though I'm an ECU fan. I want to see Western Carolina start dominating too. So. I, yeah, I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. I got to get out there for a game. Huge win, dominating win. I thought it was one of the best wins on 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 the week two slate. Uh, Southern Utah BYU. Man, this game was chippy. This game was a little chippy at one point. Southern Utah got this thing. I think it was like twenty seven, ten maybe for a while. Twenty something around there, and it, it was chippy. I like this little brother angle. I hope they keep doing it. I think Southern Utah going to be a lot better than what people think too. They did end up losing 41 to 16, but uh, I do think they're a solid team. Remember they almost beat Arizona state week one. So they're Oh, and two, but they're a lot better than their record because they've been playing power fives. Um, Eastern Kentucky, Kentucky. Wow. So this, this is, this is awesome. Eastern Kentucky got their ass whooped against Cincinnati week one. They played Kentucky tough man. Parker McKinney and them if they could make a field goal, this would have been a one score game with Eastern Kentucky having the ball with, with a couple minutes left here. Uh, but they, they just, they, they were, they fought hard and I feel like they were, I was a very impressive performance by, uh, by EKU. Now this sets up Western Carolina heading to Eastern Kentucky. This remember Eastern Kentucky's Oh, and two, much like Southern Utah, two FBS power fives. Ah, this is one of my games of the week. I'll tell you that right now, Western Carolina, Eastern Kentucky. Cannot wait to watch that Saturday, uh, but yes, Kentucky gets the win by eleven. Uh, if you listen to my, my my FCS show Friday night, where we pick every game, and I think I repeated this on Saturday morning uh, to take Campbell minus the points against the Citadel, even though they were at the Citadel. Uh, this line was ridiculous to me. Um, Campbell was laying, I think, seven and a half, eight points. I I locked this thing up. They won six, 56 to seven. I love the Citadel, but the rule changes, brand new head coach. It's going to take some time. I'm always rooting for the Citadel, but I think Campbell is, is a lot better than people think. So 
Shout out to the camels getting it done. Danny Rocco and VMI. You thought, hey, may, maybe look, they upset Davidson week one. His first ever game at the helm for the key debts. This was a tough loss because Bucknell showing signs of life. Bucknell barely got over 20 points last year in any games, but they got 21 right here. And I thought Bucknell was kind of impressive against JMU week one. Uh, Bison, watch out for the Bison in the Patriot League. They beat VMI 21 13. All these points. This was, they all happened in the fourth quarter. This was a 7 nothing game. Bucknell was up 7 nothing going into the fourth. A lot of drama uh, in this game in the fourth quarter. So, um, something to watch. I think VMI is going to take. I mean, we knew this. Danny Rocco, year one. It's going to take some time. Maybe game every once in a while, like the Davidson game, they'll show up. They'll upset you. Uh, Wagner. I was impressed with Wagner's performance against Navy. Navy won twenty four nothing, but Wagner certainly covered. Certainly covered that gigantic number. Uh, Texas Southern loses by sixty eight to, to to Toledo. That's a bad loss. Richmond gets beat down by Mel Tucker in his final game by 31. I think that was right on the number. I think that might have been a push, if memory serves me correct. But let's talk about the Salukis. I love this game on the schedule, by the way. Please, dear college football gods, give us Southern Illinois, Northern Illinois every year, but I want this prime time during the week. And I know me and Patty C were talking about this. The Mac needs to just grab Southern Illinois. They fit right in. They're a good school. They beat Northwestern at Northwestern last year. The last time they had played before this game, the last time they had played Northern Illinois, it was like 10 years or 12 years ago, but they won at Northern Illinois. Guess what happens? Northern Illinois gets, uh, gets the win at Boston college. Southern Illinois goes up to Northern Illinois, the Northern Illinois, Rocky Lombardi, they're smelling themselves and the Salukis get it done. And I don't think they trailed the whole fucking game. They got it done. Huge win for the Salukis. And, uh, and yeah, and and GBO Farms in the chat saying Campbell would beat Boston College by double digits. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Uh, but shout out to the Salukis as they get Northern Illinois fourteen to eleven. Um, Maine, North Dakota State. This was a big test for me because Maine. I, I saw them play Florida International very close the week before. Now Maine, obviously, they lose Fagnano, their quarterback, to UConn. And I, I, they only won two. They were two and nine a year ago. But if you look at that, they were breaking in a brand new head coach, and a lot of those were one score losses. So I think they were probably better than two and nine. Um, and I thought, you know, North Dakota State is one I was starting to lose. Uh, I thought they're starting to lose a grip. You know, a lot of people have been saying Alabama's lost to Texas. That Saban's time is done. And I, I'm not ready to say that uh, that that his time is done. But you can kind of see the dynasty he had going down a tier, just a little bit of a tier. I think the same can be said for North Dakota state, but well, coming into the year, but North Dakota state beating Eastern Washington the way they did. And then seeing what Eastern Washington did in Fresno and then seeing how Maine almost beat FIU. They beat the piss out of Maine 44, seven at the Fargo dome there, that filthy roller rink play outside you filthy animals, but uh 44, seven dominating performance, Cam Miller, getting it done. And they held, they had, I mean, the really the most important, like the impressive thing was the, they really, they really held the main offense in check. The defense for North Dakota state really showed up. So um, yeah, I, I think, I think North Dakota state, you know, their demise was exaggerated. Perhaps we're going to find out they have a huge game this week. So uh, next up, 
Lehigh Merrimack stacking the money. Green's favorite team, the Mountain Hawks of Lehigh. Look, Merrimack had a great season a year ago. You're thinking, man, they're going to continue to build on this. Obviously, they lose the Holy Cross Week One, but that's not a bad loss. You're thinking, hey, this team, this Merrimack team, and look, and I ain't shit on this one. I thought Merrimack was going to put it on Lehigh. Lehigh gets it done, fourteen to twelve. Unbelievable. Lehigh took a fourteen. They scored fourteen in the second, right? So they had a fourteen-six halftime lead, and they held on. They never scored in the second half, but they held on. It was fantastic. Uh, they had to play that game at uh, Harvard Stadium too. So Mary Mac took away their home field advantage. One can wonder because of weather. This is this is hilarious. So they were supposed to play this in Rhode Island, right? And they move it. Wait, not not Rhode Island. They were supposed to play it. Uh, where's Mary Mac again? Why am I drawing a blank on their their? Is it Andover? Anyway, they moved it to to uh, to Harvard Stadium, and the the game still got delayed. So they they moved the spot to for it to not be delayed, took away their home environment, and they still and they lose the Lehigh. That's what you get. Ardover, North Ardover, something like that. I forget. Um. Anyway, that was pretty fascinating to me. Shout out to the Mountain Hawks, though. You, you got their ass kicked by Villanova. You bounce back with a dub. Incarnate Word put it on Northern Colorado. Kind of saw this one coming. I dub needed that win after the, the loss to UTEP because UTEP looked like ass against Northwestern. Uh, Bethune Cookman put it on Savannah State. I was a little surprised on how how bad this beatdown was. Thirty-one to six. Thought that would be more of a game. If you listen to me on Portland State, they did cover against Wyoming. Wyoming won thirty-one seventeen. How about this upset? Colorado Mesa beats San Diego. The Toreros. The Mavericks of Colorado Mesa getting it done in overtime. Twenty-eight twenty-one. San Diego's off to an zero and two start after uh, you know hiring their new head coach. Um, yes, Dick Gersberger. Thanks again for Eastern Washington. There we go. Shout out to the chat here. Uh, Cal Poly got their ass whooped by San Jose State. I gave away this as a lock. I said San Jose State's going to fuck them up because I think San Jose State was a lot better than what people realize. And Cal Poly. They just got that John Madden money, all right. So it's it's gonna take some time. They Cal Poly had a great Week One win, but they are not there yet. This was a team that was terrible a season ago. So I knew San Jose was gonna put it on them. Love that game on the schedule. They've been playing since the 1920s. Um, so 59-3, San Jose State gets it done. Uh, be patient with Cal Poly. Be pay, patient with the Mustangs. But I hope you cashed in because I bet the shit out of that. Uh, the Potato Bowl, Northern Arizona, North Dakota. This is uh this is one where uh we cashed in again Northern Arizona I thought a little too skilled for that gigantic spread North Dakota was laying twenty one I thought that was ridiculous um but I got to be honest at halftime or no was it after the third quarter I was starting to think the the odds makers were correct because um, what they were up they were up thirty to nine going into the fourth but NAU with a big fourth quarter to cover. North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks win the Potato Bowl. North Dakota travels to Boise this week. Now Boise, unfortunately, zero and two. You would have liked to seen Boise get the win against UCF before North Dakota comes to town. But I'm just saying, North Dakota can play. Tommy Schuster's a good quarterback. It's the Smurf turf, so I'm sure they'll get their ass kicked. But I like this matchup on the schedule. North Dakota, Boise State. It's just, it's good. It's good. Keep doing that. North Dakota State needs to make the trip too. Um. But we covered on that one. Uh, Illinois State, Western Illinois. This is one where uh, the spread was 17 and a half, and I told you to take the Leathernecks, and whew, 
I was all over the place on this one. This one barely covered. Uh, Illinois State gets it done. They're undefeated, two and zero. Shout out to them. Southeast Louisiana uh, and South Alabama was was quite the you know a decent game. South Alabama was twenty one point favorites. We did take South Alabama and we lost that because it was an eighteen point game. But South Alabama got the dub. One of the better games, uh, as far as better wins of Saturday for the FCS was Weber State beating Northern Iowa at the UNI Dome or whatever they call that filthy roller rink. But uh, you know, Northern Iowa lets us down. Theo Day thought, oh, this is they're going to be their year. I think they can cover against Iowa State. Now it's a tough, really tough scheduling. Iowa State and then Weber State. It's two good programs, but uh, Weber thirty four. Northern Iowa 17. I worry about Iowa or Northern Iowa moving along to an FCS playoff spot this season because getting beat down that bad and then you still have your whole valley schedule. I don't think it's going to happen, but maybe. We'll see. They're probably going to be a pretty decent team, but uh, it's a little too aggressive scheduling in my mind, but I I I like it. And I like Weber. How about Weber getting that road win? That's a tough place to go get a dub. So uh, what after that East Tennessee state beat the hell out of uh, CNU 42, nothing shout out to the Buccaneers, Austin P hung with Tennessee a little bit more than I thought. Um, Tennessee got the win. Obviously Austin P covered. I did not foresee that happening. Uh, Fordham. Let's let's, let's talk about this. The Patriot league show it up, show it out. You got what? You got, as I just talked about, Lehigh beats Merrimack. Holy Cross, I think, is going to beat uh, at FBS again this year. They should have beat Boston College, and I think BC fans know it. And Fordham, that loses Tim Demorat, lose their offensive coordinator, lose their wide receivers. They're starting at App State. Their backup quarterback starting at ODU, so they have all this adversity. They go on the road to Buffalo in a game that they were down fourteen nothing right out the gate. They were down twenty-one to three, uh, with four, you know, mi- mid-second quarter. I feel like, right? And then you let the Rams get hot, and damn it, if they didn't have uh, what three, they scored what I think like twenty-four unanswered, including us uh, and CJ Montez getting it done. Twenty-three of thirty-six, three hundred nine yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Ram it, baby, ram it! What a win for Fordham. Vince Lombardi's alma mater. Let's fucking go. That's a bad loss for the Mac. One of the that's the one of the see everyone touted this stat last week that the FCS has no wins against the FBS. And then you saw what happened this past week. Southern Illinois beats Northern Illinois, Fordham beats Buffalo. Holy Cross should have beaten Boston College. That didn't happen, but there was another one that happened. Don't worry. It's all about the actual matchups. The the quality of the FCS is just as good as it has been. I don't buy into those numbers. Um so uh, shout out to the Fordham Rams. Duquesne got their ass whooped by West Virginia. Love that game on the schedule, but shout out to Dub V getting that dub. Let's talk about this one. Robert Morris, Bob Morris, Bernard Clark, the former Miami Hurricanes linebacker, the head coach there. They played at Air Force week one. Forgot their uniforms, had to use Air Force's uniforms, but they were terrible last year. They were a terrible fucking team last year. They come back from getting just beat down by Air Force. Right, I think they they lost by a substantial amount. If memory serves me correct, yeah, they lost by thirty five to Air Force. They're playing St. Francis, and St. Francis, I, I you know played Western Michigan. I'd say kind of chippy. I know Western Michigan opened it up in the fourth, 
St. Francis was an FCS playoff team a year ago. They got Doyle back at the quarterback spot. And damn if Bob Morris as a 21 point dog hits on the money line wins by 10 Bernard Clark. I was doubting you. I think, I think Mike Rose golf coast guru was on this. What a win. What a win by by Bob Morris here. Uh, the Brian Bulldogs take down the fucking long Island shocks, the fucking fucking shocks got no bite. Shout out to the Brian Bulldogs bouncing back from that UNLV loss. Um, NEC app folks get the NEC app free to download. You can watch these games on demand at any time. It's fantastic. Duke beats Lafayette 42, seven. We kind of expected that um, Kennesaw state Chattanooga. This is interesting here because uh, Chattanooga to open the season lost to North Alabama by 14. And I was dumbfounded. I know North Alabama played Mercer better than I thought, but I did not think Chattanooga would lose to North Alabama. Uh, and then after watching the owls of Kennesaw state, now granted they played just Tusculum or something uh, week one, but they dominated. So I was like, man, I think Kennesaw is going to fuck up Chattanooga. Nope. The mocks bounce back with a seven point win against Kennesaw says you can go to the FBS if you want to, but you're not better than us. You cowards, right? Great win for the mocks. 27 to 20 over Kennesaw. Uh, William and Mary rolled against Wofford, kind of the way I expected it. I did take Wofford and the points, and that thing cashed. Um, uh, William and Mary looks for real. It's going to be a fun race in the CAA. Uh, Norfolk State beats Hampton. We were talking about that one. Shout out to Norfolk State as they got Temple on deck. They moved to one and one. Otto Coons. Otto Coons with a big day there. Against the likes of the Pirates, Colgate got whooped by Villanova. Villanova play, takes heads to the to the moon bounce in Orlando this weekend with no John Rice Plumley, but they're still going to probably get worked. But the Wildcats are two and L. Valpo, how about Valpo losing to Indiana Wesleyan? I think we called this on the pre uh, on not, not not this week's preseason show, but uh, on the season preview episode for the Pioneer League. I think we called that, if memory serves me correct. Uh, Monmouth beats Towson. Miles beats Alabama State. Tough look for the swack. Um, Elon Gardner Webb. That game was that game was one of the better ones of the day. Gardner Webb gets it done. I love this Gardner Webb team. They played App really tough. As an ECU fan, I know they're on the schedule. You see, better watch out. Gardner Webb might fuck them up. Uh, the worst beat of the day. And I guess I should just get into my top 10 list here, but did you watch Morgan state in Akron? Because if you're a Morgan state fan, my heart goes out to you because <laughs> they're running out the clock. They have the game one. They're literally two snaps away from this game being over. Like if this guy just gets tackled, they have to punt the ball to Akron with five seconds left and the game is over. Instead he fumbles. Akron takes it back to the house and wins the game. Absolutely brutal, brutal loss from Morgan state. Um, but they're going to be a player. They're going to be a player. I, I was impressed with Morgan state. Um, Houston Christian got worked by Western Kentucky. I know someone in the chat was saying, can Western Kentucky hang with Ohio state? No. Um, Louisiana tech, Northwestern state, North La tech beat them by 30. Alabama A and M put it on lane college. How about this one? Tarleton beat the piss out of North Alabama. So North Alabama beats Chattanooga plays Mercer tough. And then Tarleton just beats him down. 
52 to 31. Dominating performance by Tarleton. Nice win as well. Evelyn Christian beats Prairie View and Bubba McDowell, 45 to 16. It's a tough, it's a kind of a kind of an asshole. The UAC is gonna be fun. Um, Howard beats the hell out of Morehouse, 65 to 19. Idaho and Nevada. Let's talk about this one. Dominate performance. Once again, FCS going into Reno. This is a rivalry that's happened for a long time. I like this game on the schedule, but man, Idaho's legit. Idaho plays at Cal this week. I'll tell you this. Cal is a strange team. They're a really hard team for me to understand because they were moving the ball up and down on Auburn. They just couldn't make a field goal and they they, they shoot themselves in the fucking foot. Those an interception in the end zone. Um they're just uh, they go for it on fourth and one and they try some gimmick bullshit, get stuffed. Like they should have beaten Auburn. And I actually think they should have beaten Auburn by like two or three touchdowns, but they didn't because they're Cal. And I've seen this story happen in pac 12 play over the past couple of years where they just can't get out of their own fucking way. Idaho's a good team. Watch out Cal fans. Watch out because Idaho could beat you. Um, yeah. I mean, anyway, uh, North Carolina, we had this game, North Carolina, central North Carolina, North Carolina, a and T. If you don't know about this game, it's an old school rivalry. It's been going back a long ways. Uh, I know college football campus tour was at this game. Same with our, our very own Terrell Furman jr. Uh, central wins 30 to 16 fun game. And it was chippy. It was chippy. I was watching some of this, uh, but central seems to be the, the class of the, the Miak. Remember they beat Deion Sanders and Jackson state a year ago. Um, it, it that's that's a team to watch out for. They play at UCLA this week. As much as I love this Central team, I think UCLA is probably going to beat the piss out of them. But I I I, I do think Central is going to be a team to watch throughout the season. Um, Montana. Yeah, we talked on South Dakota State, Montana State. How about Eddie George getting a dub against Pine Bluff, twenty-four to fourteen in Memphis? Nice win there. Southeast Missouri State put it on Lindenwood Penitentiary, forty-five-seven. Semo's got a huge matchup this week. Jackson State Southern. I got to watch this game, and uh, Jackson State gets it done. That was a big win for Jackson State. Central Arkansas held Texas College. The Steers, great name. Texas College Steers. They need to come up. I need the Steers. I need the Steers playing D one football. Let's go. But they lost by sixty eight to Central Arkansas. Um, Weber International or Weber International lost the Stetson by ten. UT Martin, nice win against Missouri State. Remember, no more Bobby Petrino at Missouri State, but I was somewhat impressed by their their first half against Kansas. But UT Martin gets the dub, nice win for the city. I was impressed with UT Martin against Georgia. Shit. Um, Northwestern Iowa did take down Drake. We called for that one. If you knew Northwestern Iowa D two, they played for the national champ. They I think they won the national championship was a, a season ago or played for the national championship. We knew they were a live dog when they went on the road to Drake. They win it in overtime, twenty seven twenty four. I love it. Great win. Great fucking win. Mercer takes down Moorhead State. Mercer's still, you know, looking all right, but I don't trust them. Florida AM covers for us against South Florida. Florida AM, I think the team to beat in the SWAC. Stephen F. Austin takes down Alcorn State by 18. Um, or, or no, 28. I'm sorry. Furman, South Carolina. South Carolina wins by 26. Nice win for the Gamecocks. Florida bodies McNeese. McNeese is complete ass. LSU takes down Grambling. This game was actually closer in the first like half. I was like, "What the hell's happening here?" But LSU poured it on in the second half. Uh, TCU Nichols 
I mean, they all kind of went the way I thought Lamar actually played ULM a little closer than I figured. Um, Tennessee tech, New Mexico. I know the chat GBO farms was talking about this one is Tennessee tech. Um, you know, they were in it and somehow New Mexico scored 56, but that's not the worst though, man. The worst was I, how does Idaho state almost beat San Diego state a week ago? I think it was like an eight point game in the snapper in, in, in San Diego. So I, I, I was like buying into Cody Hawkins first game. I was like, fuck yeah. Give me the points against Utah state. They've been playing that. It's a rivalry game. Goes back to the early 1900s, man. Utah state put up 78 points on the Bengals. Whew, 78 to 28 dominating performance. Uh, Montana beats the piss out of Utah tech. Fresno barely gets by Eastern Washington. That was a sneaky one. Uh, Oregon state. If you listen to me on this show, we locked up them against Dan Hawkins and UC Davis. That was domination 55, seven and Sac state seems to not miss a beat as they take down Co- Texas and commerce 34 to six. And then Albany Reese Poffenberger and the great Danes lose by 11 at Hawaii. I was on Hawaii. You cashed that Hawaii minus what was it? Nine. And we had a sweat. We had a late night sweat as they only won by 11. Uh, and those are the games. Those are the games, but I, I, I made a list before we get out of here. I got, I got a couple lists here. I'm going to do the top 10 wins for me for the FCS this week at number 10, Robert Morris. Bernard Clark beating St. Francis who made the FCS playoffs a year ago. Fantastic win. Fantastic win. That's how you, that's a, that uh, I did not see that coming. I would have bet, you know, if you had told me I would have put a large amount of money on them losing that number nine, I did Tarleton state against North Alabama. I know North Alabama was ass last year, but judging how they beat Chattanooga and how they played Mercer tough, I was really impressed by Tarleton putting up the amount of points that they did on that North Alabama defense um, j- at number eight, Jackson state against Southern. I know Jackson state was favored, but it's just it, it, after, after them losing the Florida a and I just figured, man, maybe they're not as good as we think they established to me that they're like the clear cut second best team in the SWAC. And they'll probably have another shot at Florida a and M uh, in November. So uh, at number seven, Gardner Webb beating Elon, Elon FCS playoff team a year ago. I thought, you know, some people thought maybe they could even be an FCS playoff team this year. Gardner Webb, this is an in-state battle. Great win for the running bulldogs. Um, and number six, Weber state going into Northern Iowa. That's a huge win, man. Shout out to the, and that's a big win for the big sky. It's a big win for the big sky. Um, at number five, I mean, Western Carolina, but really this should be a number one. <laughs> no, but it's a huge win. That's a huge win for Carolina to get it on track. Kerwin bells, building that thing, building it the right way. I think you've got to be super excited. If you're a fan of the catamounts, uh, number four, I put Fordham and I think you can make a case. This should be number one because Fordham, what, when you consider what Fordham lost a year ago and Buffalo, by the way, they lost to Holy cross a year ago, Buffalo. If Buffalo was in the Patriot league, they wouldn't even be sniffing a fucking sniffing the title because they are just getting their ass whooped year in year out by the Patriot league. Um, shout out to Fordham. And number three, I do have the Idaho Vandals, and you could argue this should be number one because they beat the piss out of Nevada. This game wasn't even close. Dominating performance by the Vandals in Reno. Uh, great win there. And then at uh, number two, I got the Salukis because it's personal. This is a rivalry game. I mean, I guess Idaho Nevada is a rivalry game too, but I just like the Salukis against the Huskies. Two different dogs going at it. Southern Illinois against Northern Illinois. Let's make it happen every year. 
but the Saluki's never trailed in this game, getting it done. And number one, I did put South Dakota State because they played probably the toughest opponent, probably in Montana State, and they found a way to battle back. And they were down a lot of the game. They they showed that championship pedigree by making key plays in the fourth quarter to get themselves that dub and get out of there with a win. So I got the Jackrabbits at number one. The worst losses I could only I could only like muster up six of these. At number six, San Diego losing to Colorado Mesa. It it's not as bad as you think because San Diego just hired a new coach, replacing a longtime coach, but still a bad loss when you lose to a D two school. At number five, Valparaiso to Indiana Wesleyan. I mean, these are both this is an in state battle too. You can't you can't be losing. That. I know West Indiana Wesleyan is good, but I mean, come on, can't be losing that one. At number four, Alabama State losing to Miles. Fuck, come on Hornets. Uh, at number three, Davidson losing to Barton. It's got to be in there. At number two, Drake losing to Northwestern Iowa. And at number one, this shouldn't be here, but it is because of the way they lost. Morgan State losing to Akron. That's heartbreak hotel right there. You had that thing won. That's one the coaches are getting a big glass of whiskey after that game. Fuck. Uh, but look, l- let's look ahead at week three before we get out of here. All right. And look, I guess I should get us paid one more time. I want to tell you that the FCS college football experience is brought to you by Hall of Fame bets. Yes, win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Har- with Hall of Fame bets. All right. Uh, stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching. With with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays, download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the promo code SGPN for fifty percent off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. As Underdog Fantasy has a way to uh, play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two and five players, select whether they go higher or lower on their stat projection, and then do it. We all do watch, sit your ass down, watch all the games. All right. Uh, you can win up to 20, 20 times the amount of money you enter in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win with real money. Um, look, so watch along, make picks and maybe make a little extra cash over on underdogs, mobile app, or visit underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdog fantasy promo code S. G P N. All right. We have some matchups that I'm super fucking excited about. I think this is a great week for the FCS. All right. I know you think FBS week three, kind of a dud you got. Yeah. I'm super excited to watch Florida, Tennessee I'm, for the FBS. I'm super excited to watch the backyard brawl. Those two, but it's kind of a shitty week, right? Well, the FCS is here. That's why if you're real hip to, to football, the FCS has given us a fucking fantastic week, I think. So I have listed my top 11, you know, top 10. I even threw an 11th in here because I'm excited to see what Gardner Webb does when they take on Eddie George in Nashville in Tennessee state. But here's the top 10 games for me. At number 10, Campbell is heading to Monmouth. Monmouth, I know they lost Tony Musket, but they went out in the portal, brought in QB. I think this is going to be a good game. I think it's I think it's going to be a really good game. So I think both teams potentially could be contenders um, to to potentially make the playoffs. So 
you know, I don't, I wouldn't favor them to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be in there. They're going to have opportunities to, to, to get in there. I'm excited to watch that matchup at number eight. I have fucking Dartmouth taking on new Hampshire. Yeah. I just want to see Brosmer. I want to see new Hampshire bounce back. See if they can handle that adversity. Fucking Dartmouth is not bad. So I'm intrigued. Uh, at number eight, at number eight, I put Furman at Kennesaw state. Kennesaw. Can they bounce back? They're going to be an FBS school next week. You got to start fucking playing like an FBS school and Furman is a, you know, preseason top 10 FCS school. And they got to hit the road after taking on South Carolina. And now they got to prepare for this crazy little offense that, that Kennesaw runs. So it makes it super intriguing to me. I expect Furman to handle their business, but <clears throat> this is why it's on there is I think this is an interesting matchup back to back away for the Paladins uh, at number seven. And I, my number one is going to be way fucking different than you think, by the way, at number seven, I have uh, the likes of Holy cross at Yale. Super excited for this matchup. Super fucking excited about this matchup. Holy cross got to bounce back. They head to Connecticut to take on Yale. That's an awesome game. That's a fantastic game. This will definitely be on one of the TVs. Sluka baby. Let's go. Let's rebound. Uh, at number six, I have uh, Southern Utah taking on UC Davis. See, I think Southern Utah, zero and two UC Davis, one and one Kobe. Why are you putting that there? I think there's both teams are going to are, are very good football teams in the FCS. I think it's a very good game. I'm excited to watch this one. Uh, at number five, I have the likes of Southeast Louisiana going up. What do they call that turf again? I, I always forget it. The red turf going up to uh Shanae Washington to take on Eastern Washington. I, f- I know what that is. I just, I'm drawing a blank right now. Anyway, that game's fantastic. Cause I think you have, you know, Eastern Washington, very impressive s- second game against Fresno. Now, obviously you got beat down by North Dakota state, but there's no shame in being Owen two with your losses being at the Fargo or not, at in Minneapolis in a pro North Dakota state crowd or to Fresno state in Fresno, California. I think they're probably a lot better than Owen two. And th- this is an opportunity. Remember, you know, Southeast Louisiana has lost a lot of guys over the years. They were, ne- they were a playoff team a year ago, beat Idaho in the opening round. There's an opportunity. There's a good game. It's a good game. And I, I, I'm drawing blank, but I, uh, on the, on what they call the turf again. But anyway, um, I'm excited to watch that. And after that, I'm going to take you to a game that I'm super intrigued by. And that is Southern Illinois at SEMO Southeast Missouri. Both these teams, strong contenders to make the playoffs, I think, and just a huge game for that, for that resume. So Southern Illinois at SEMO, Southern Illinois coming off of the big rivalry win. Now you got to hit the road. Might, might be a favorable spot for SEMO. Um, and then at, uh, where am I at here? At number three, I have central Arkansas, North Dakota state. This is the one I think central Arkansas is a lot better than people think. And I think they can actually, I think this is going to be an interesting game against North Dakota state. I would like it if it was at central Arkansas as a true chance for the upset, but I think it's going to be a game in the Fargo dome more than people think. I'll be interested to see that line when it comes out on Wednesday. 
don't worry. We're going to have the pick show also Friday. So, or Thursday or Friday, we'll figure it out, but uh, make sure you check that out. We'll have the lines on all the games uh, at number two, Western Carolina at Eastern Carolina, or I'm sorry, not Eastern Carolina, Eastern Kentucky, Western Carolina at Eastern Kentucky, the quarterback play in this matchup alone, Eastern Kentucky, you know, Oh, and two Western Carolina one and one, but I expect both them to be in the mix for the FCS playoffs. This is a gigantic fucking game. And number one is way off the reservation. If you don't know football, the Montana Grizzlies love Washington Grizzly stadium in, in Missoula. They are hosting Ferris state. I know that just sounds like what, if you don't, if you Ferris state is legit, they got this, I've watched, you know, we have this package on flow TV where we get like every, every Ferris state game over the past couple of years. And they start their back-to-back national champions. Um, and they start a quarterback that was the national lacrosse player of the year before he transferred into Ferris state and he can ball. I'm the, I just, I looked, maybe I'm way off. Maybe Montana just fucks them up because of the gap between levels D two and, and, and FCS, but I'm super excited to watch this game. Super excited. Ferris state at Montana, Montana. I know a lot of people, including myself, probably <clears throat> you're wondering, why'd you put this game on the schedule? You can only cause harm here. I've heard other podcasts talk about this too. I love this game on the schedule. Shout out to Montana for not ducking a fucking power in the D in the D two. I love this game on the schedule. It makes football super fucking interesting to me. Ferris state at Montana folks. We got to watch it. All right. This is our show folks. I'll be back in a couple of days to talk about the week three card. We'll go through every game with the spread and I, uh, I can't wait to do it. I love talking about this great week. Great schedule. There's also the FCS FBS matchups, North Dakota, at Boise, Indiana state at ball state. It's a rivalry that goes back. Weber state taking on Utah. I can tell you what, if cam rising ain't healthy, watch out, watch out. Uh, Idaho at Cal, obviously intriguing Samford at Auburn. I, I don't think that will be close, but it'll be interesting to watch Michael Harris against an sec defense Villanova, UCF, North Carolina, central UCLA. Jackson state, Texas state is kind of intriguing Sac state, actually Sacramento state, Stanford. That's a good one. Cause you have the Troy Taylor bowl. That's going to be a fun one. And I'll even throw out central Connecticut state and Kent state. Maybe that'll be interesting. Maybe that will, or maybe they'll lose by 40. I don't know folks. We're going to be here for it. Subscribe to the FCS college football experience, uh, wherever podcasts are found. Like I said, you can just type it in FCS college experience. You'll get it. You could also just type it sg.pn slash FCS. Remember, I also host the college football experience for the FBS. Yes. College football experience. I also host the college basketball experience when the basketball season tips, I'll be here each and every single night of the season. So uh, subscribe, tell a friend. Um, also college baseball experience with Noah Beanick and myself. And we now have the big 12 experience, which I uh, don't host, but I will be on the show tomorrow talking backyard bra. So check out all of those solo podcasts. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Check out the sports gambling podcast as they are, you know, obviously knee deep in NFL. Check out that. And uh, yeah, check out, check out, uh, get the SGPN app. Come talk FCS football with us in the discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. And until next time, shout out to the chat too. the chat's always getting it done. Oh, and I love the fact I love GBO talking about fair state. Let's fucking go. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch that game folks until next time. This 
is the college football experience FCS style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.